0: Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. I am your other host, James. And we are here to bring you Buffy goodness. And uh, with this being our inaugural episode, um, I think it'd probably be normal for us to uh, tell a little bit about ourselves. So let me throw over to you, James, and... Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All right.
2: Uh, Like I said, my name's James. Uh, I have been a part of the Buffy fandom since, uh, 98, I believe. Uh, I came into it a little late. Uh, my first experience with Buffy was actually the season finale of, uh, season two. Welcome to the Hellmouth part two, uh, my younger sister was a fan of the show from the beginning, and uh, I remember she would pretty much every week try to get me to watch the show with her, and I steadfastly refused to watch because unfortunately I had been subjected to the movie uh, that came out uh, back in '92 starring Christy Swanson. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. So I steadfastly refused because as most of us are probably aware, that movie is not very good. Um, But I finally caved. I don't remember why. Um, And uh, I watched that episode. I didn't even watch the full episode. I actually came in, it was about 15, maybe 20 minutes before the end of the episode. So all I really saw was... Uh, Buffy and Angel fighting. Um, Willow trying to restore his soul. Uh, uh, all that, and then finally Buffy running Angel through as his soul soul was restored. Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure
0: anybody
2: and, uh, listening to this has right, knows all this. Right. And uh. And, uh, you know, closing the, closing the gate to hell. And when it was over, I remember I was like, I have no idea who any of those people are or what's going on, but I'm hooked. I need to get caught up on this as fast as I possibly can. (laughs) So that was my, that was my, uh, first experience with Buffy. Right
0: on. Okay. Well,
2: Um... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, well, outside of having unfortunately viewed the 92 movie, you know, years prior. That
0: was so (laughs) bad. So, so bad. Well, me, uh, again, my name's Jeremy. Um, I did not come into the Buffy fandom until much later, actually. Um it was with uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine. She was a um, devout fan and had been from, like, day one, apparently. Um, I, let's see, how did that work? Okay, she she used to drive me crazy to watch it with her, and I was always like, yeah, that's not ever going to happen. Because in my mind, it was, I, I don't know why, but in my mind, it was a, it was a chick show, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just don't, I don't, and it was on, what was that? was it called UPN then? Was it still called, or no, not UPN. Um, uh, it was the WB. then. Yeah, the WB. Thank you. And, in my yep. mind, it was, um, everything on the WB was like touchy feely, like Dawson's Creek and, you know, stuff like that. And I was teen, like, yeah, teen angsty. And teen I was drama. Little, yeah. yeah. And I was a little older, you know? And I was like, yeah, this, this, this I don't yeah that's just not going to happen and she would drive me crazy about it and I believe so so I came into it in the debut episode of I believe it was season four isn't that the season where they start college four uh yeah
2: yeah season four
0: okay yeah so that's when I came into it and we watched the first um two episodes and I was like Okay, well, I've been wrong before. Won't be the first, isn't the first time, won't be the last time. So, like you, I was like, okay, I've got to get caught up on this somehow. So, I just went out and started buying the uh, previous seasons on DVD and mm-hmm. binged them as quickly as I could so that I could be caught up with her. And yeah, then we finished watching season four, and I was like, okay, I have a new favorite thing. So. Uh, <laughs> That's how I came into the uh, fandom. Nice. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it just grabbed me. And I was like, okay, this is everything I like. Horror, um, comedy, uh, killing stuff, uh, you know, uh, killing bad guys <laughs> right. and demons. And I was like, okay, this is, yeah, this is right up my alley.
2: It's um, it's also, I think, and I, I talked to my sister about this. Uh, in preparation for rewatching for the podcast here um i think it says something uh about the quality of the show in general the writing the the production that um for myself and and now knowing your introduction uh to to kind of catch something well after it had uh been on and established and see in my case very little of it and just really be that enamored with it and that drawn in that you know I I felt the need to get caught up and basically gorge any anything about this I could you know yeah and
0: and here you know the funny thing is one of the other things that pulled me into it is some of the cheesiness which I love. I like mm-hmm. really good cheesiness, you know, even the cheesier, the better. And, um, right. You know, especially when they, they realize that it's, that it's cheesy and they're, and and they're self, right. it's self-aware, you know? So that's another thing mm-hmm. that pulled me in. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. And, you know, I, I didn't know yeah. any, any of the actors or actresses, um, beforehand. I didn't know any, well, I knew, <laughs> I knew, um, yeah. Uh, Alison Hannigan, because from uh, American Pie and the, uh, you mm. know, the one time at band camp, you know, that whole thing. So, right. And I was like, right. oh yeah, that's that girl. And she's like, yeah, and, but she's not like that in this show. And I was like, okay. And
1: <laughs> but uh,
0: yeah, other than her, I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I wasn't familiar with Sarah Michelle Gellar or anything. So.
2: Yeah. Neither, neither was I. Um, you know, I hadn't seen anything with any. Any of the the core cast in it? Um, well, I, I'll take that back. Uh, uh Allison Hannigan. I recognized her from uh, my stepmother as an alien.
0: Oh wow! I didn't even realize. I think yeah. I've seen that, but maybe once, and it yeah. was like three hundred years ago.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah. She was I in that, that. So I
0: didn't I? Didn't put? I didn't connect those dots at the time.
1: Yeah. But, um, but yeah,
2: I, I wasn't, Oh, go ahead. uh, No, I didn't say, but yeah, like stuff, I wasn't, you know, familiar with, with any of the cast or, you know, anything really that they had done. So.
0: Yeah. That's, and that's another thing. A lot of times that draws me into a, a movie or a television show is like, I'm like, okay, wow. I've never seen any of these people. And I watch a little bit and I'm like, wow, they're, they're pretty good. Okay. Well, I love being, you know, Introduced to to new actors and actresses and 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 you know things like that and I'm you know it gets old seeing the same people doing the same kind of characters and shows all the time so when I see like a whole right. new cast of of people that I've never that I'm not familiar with I'm like okay I'll give this a shot and see what happens I mean sometimes it 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 hits and sometimes it's like whoa this is so bad click <laughs> yeah okay so why don't we um. Again, if you listen to our uh, trailer slash introduction episode, you'll recall that, uh, you know, that we gave all props to the Highlander rewatched podcast because that's where we've stolen most of our ideas from. (laughs) So, uh, and it's all out of love. Trust me. We love those guys. And uh, so why don't we. Great. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: I would say great, great podcast over there. uh, The way they. They dive into Highlander, another great show. You and I are both fans of. Yeah, and that's um, that's kind of actually yeah, how good. we
0: how we met. Was through Highlander fandom. Yeah,
2: yeah, but definitely uh, good stuff over there on on their podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's my favorite. I mean, literally, it's when they're when they take their little breaks between seasons and and whatnot. I'm like, I'm pulling my hair out. Like, oh, I need a new episode. <laughs> So, taking a page out of their book, um, let's go ahead and uh, give some dates and deets here. This is obviously, you know, Season 1, Episode 1, and I'll throw it over to you to give us some uh, dates and deets.
2: Ah, uh, first episode, Season 1, the premiere, Welcome to the Hellmouth, which premiered on uh, March nineteenth, 1997. On and- As we discussed before, the now defunct WB network. uh, Did it bring something else? Yeah, WB eventually became um, uh, UPN. Okay. And then eventually, CW.
0: CW. That's it, where that, they have all the yeah. the DC uh, universe shows. No, yeah. Right. Okay.
2: okay. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly, that was the that was the transition. Gotcha. So it was WB to UPN to uh, a CW. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, again, this is Welcome to the Hellmouth, um, directed by Charles Martin Smith. Uh, a one-time director here in the Buffyverse. Uh, nothing else uh, to his credit here in Buffy or Angel. Um, yeah, looking through his he, IMDb,
0: he has done a lot, of, a lot of different things.
2: Yeah, he has. Um, I think most notably, probably, uh, he, he did episodes of Space Above and Beyond. Um, he's also the credited writer for Airbud. Dolphin Tale <laughs> 1 and 2. So he's uh not not hugely prolific, but he's he's done some stuff that people have probably heard of.
0: Now, now just real quick, two, or, two, two of the things that mm-hmm. I that I noticed on his IMDb. He started in 71 um as mm-hmm. an as an actor. I guess he was pro- he was probably a kid then. And his first IMDb credit is on The Brady Bunch.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I just, I thought that was kind
1: of funny.
2: <laughs> um, let's see. Moving beyond that, uh, credited writers. Uh, episode one here is credited to series creator Joss Whedon, who I'm sure anyone listening to the podcast right now is more than familiar with. Boo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess on that note, we should probably take a minute um, yeah, yeah, you know, I think we should let let the listeners know this is by no means a uh, we stand Joss podcast. Um, he he created Buffy, uh, and by extension Angel, um, but I think something important to realize is that um, beyond him, there is a, a plethora of very talented writers and directors um and cast uh, certainly that helped uh bring that world to life and build it out and make it what we all love so much um so that's that's really uh, my take on on all the controversy surrounding him you know, the last couple of years or so it's unfortunate that he has turned out to be such a jerk, but I think it's important to keep in mind that he alone was not Buffy, the vampire slayer
0: here, here. I agree 100%. Um, he has, as you said, you know, he, he's pretty much exposed himself at this point to be, um, what's the term I'm looking for? A douche canoe. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he had an opportunity to come forward and make a statement after all of this came out and maybe, you know, own it, um, apologize, uh, something, anything. And he came out and, as you and I were talking yesterday, and you kind of said, hit the nail on the head, and you said, he doubled down on his douchebaggery. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, so we're definitely not Joss Whedon, uh,
2: uh, uh fanboys here at all. Right. We we love the Buffy verse. We do not love Joss.
0: Right. If he fell off the planet tomorrow, <laughs> uh, we would not be at all upset.
2: No, we we got what we needed out of him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we, we got we got the little the
0: grain of the idea that was then fleshed out and made possible by super talented writers and directors and actors. And so, yeah, he's, he Absolutely. can, he can, he can just go Absolutely. hide in a little box somewhere and, and just stay gone.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and in the, in the grand scheme of, of the Buffy verse as a whole, between the two series, um, his, his involvement outside of being the creator, not hugely significant. He, only wrote a total of forty episodes um, between the two shows: twenty-nine for Buffy and eleven for Angel, uh, including obviously the series premiere here, "Welcome to the Hellmouth," um, and then the Harvest, uh, Prophecy Girl, um, Becoming Part One and Two, Graduation Day Part One and Two. Um, and numerous others so some good uh,
0: episodes, but that doesn't
2: take yeah. away from the fact that yeah.
0: he is um,
2: slimy <laughs> who he is unfortunately <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and outside of outside of Buffy um, credits wise TV he obviously um, episodes of dollhouse, Firefly, agents of shield, um, Roseanne, the original. Uh, run of the show uh movies uh Avengers Age of Ultron the cabin in the woods alien resurrection amongst amongst others
1: oh as such far a, as i the was credit,
2: such a of fan oh yeah i mean you know
0: one, 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 so one was I. season Ugh.
2: yeah uh i think you know uh, i've seen there tends to be a lot of crossover between fandoms of, you know, Buffy, and then most likely, if you're a fan of Buffy and Angel, you are probably a fan of Firefly, you know, that yeah. sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and he, he you so. know, as we will come to learn, he brings a lot of those actors into the
2: Buffyverse. Yes, yeah, most of the, a lot of them. First time we see them, you know, are exposed to them are within the confines of of that, that universe. Yep. So our episode for synopsis says Buffy learns more about her role as a vampire slayer. When she and her mother move to Sunnydale where evil lurks in the community, Sunnydale is on top of a hellmouth, a center of a mystical convergence that draws evil and demonic forces.
0: Huh? That's actually a, Pretty good synopsis. Where, did that come from IMDb?
2: Um, it, it, it might have come directly from ID, IMDb. Um, when I was uh, looking up information, it was uh, just kind of a general synopsis I found uh, on the old Google box.
1: Gotcha.
2: <laughs> gotcha. So um, I really didn't want to rely too much on any one source. For, for pulling that kind of information, right? Because um, I I did notice that some, you know, some places where episodes are, you know, put into synopsis form, they're they're either not good enough or they're they're too drawn out for what I would consider a synopsis. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So. Well, I, I enjoy the IMDb a lot of the IMDb synopsises or synopses, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because. Syn- Synopsy? Yeah, synopsy, Synopsis. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I enjoy them because again, over the guys over at Highlander rewatched have made them famous with me. Uh, some of them are so yeah. hilariously awful that that yeah. they're, that they're worth reading, and just it's it's just hilarious. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, so I, I that's the end of the dates and deeds, correct? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I will kick us off. Um, and here we go. Uh, so we open with a shot of a building that says Sunnydale high school. Um, it's dark, it's nighttime. Uh, obviously school's not in camera goes through the halls showing, you know, trophies and, uh, the library and, you know, the things you see inside of a school. And we eventually weave our way into a classroom, um, and you hear a glass break and an arm come in. And it's a guy opening the window. And he's accompanied by a blonde woman. She, to me, she looked a little old to be believable as some type of teenager. But I'm not sure that that's what they were going for. Um, mm-hmm. but, but anyway, they he climbs in the window and then pulls her in and, you know yada yada and they're they're obviously uh you know it's just some kind of thing to do you know it's the 90s so they go out they work their way out (laughs) yeah they work their way out uh into the out of the classroom and out into the hallway and she's like so so you know you go to this school and he's like well i used to so i'm assuming he's either a deadbeat that got kicked out or he's graduated or whatever right and uh which yeah go ahead
2: what if If I might, let me – I've got it in my notes here. I've actually referred to him in my notes as (laughs) McSkeevy. Yeah,
0: he's – yes, yes, he's very – he's very creepy. He's got that Um, 90s uh, hairdo, you know, with like kind of down everywhere, but then the front is like stuck up, and, you know, he's just – he's a total 90s uh, goofball.
2: Yeah, and uh, I've got it uh, written here in my notes – um you know to to what you said about the the lady he' with um looking older than uh, a high schooler um in my notes right we, clearly they make reference to the fact that he used to go there right. and she's clearly in some type of uh schoolgirl uniform yeah so we've definitely we've definitely got uh, a a ew factor here, as far as this is definitely an older at the at the least you know uh college age man uh sneaking into a locked high school with a high school girl an underage girl
0: yeah, who looks to be thirty something <laughs> Like she's, right but she's wearing right. like a catholic uh school you yeah that's i don't i never understood that like it's like she's <laughs> from a private school or something i don't know i'm not really sure right so they end up out in the hallway and you know she's she's very nervous and she seems to be very paranoid that they're going to get caught or whatever mm-hmm. and she says um, you know, we're just gonna get in trouble. And his response in classic asshat fashion is <laughs> you can count on it. And I was like, Oh <laughs> no, that's so 90s. And I was threw up my mouth a little bit and continued on, and they <laughs> they're they're you know, staring each other down and he's they're getting closer and they're just about to kiss and of course, she pulls away because she thinks she hears something and you know off in the distance, and he's like, "What, what you know there's nothing's there that's that's there's nobody and nothing and she's like, "Oh, you know, don't say that, then you know it's scary, blah blah blah, and he's like, Listen, babe, you know there's uh, there's nothing here, there's no one here, everything's fine, no one's here and she's looking around and she says, "Well, okay." And then boom, she turns to him and she's a vampire and grabs him and bites his neck and eats his face.
1: <laughs> so
2: yes, he did. He's dead. I, um, I've got the I've, I've got the, uh, the words subverting expectation yeah. down here in my notes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, it's uh, like you said, you know, they're, they're going in for the kiss and then it's, you know weird noise you know are they in danger is she in danger surprise she is the danger <laughs> yeah yeah and then of
0: course they immediately um, fade a uh, cut to the opening uh credit so that was that was basically your, your cold open
2: right and uh, you know for uh introduction to the show i think it was great like i said you know subverting expectations i think i think if you were to sit someone down that wasn't familiar with the show and show that to them now there, there would probably 100% be the idea floating around that, you know, if, if one of them is, is evil, it could very well be her.
1: But I think that's a
2: direct, but I think that's a direct result of the fact that this episode doing that made that, a common thing for people to to expect now. Does yeah, that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Yeah that 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 was not really a, a big thing in the '90s. Like that was that was not, right. in other words, a trope. Kind of like it kind of is now. Like, right. like you said, now if you right. saw that, you would probably from the get go, you'd be saying, "Oh, yep, yeah, she's the bad guy. She's the bad guy." But back then, right, you didn't think that way because it, that was like very rare, if ever.
2: Right. Exactly. And then, like you said, cut to the theme. We taught. We discussed this yesterday when we talked for a little while. Uh, hands down, in my top three theme songs. Oh yeah. That oh yeah. It, when it when it's on, I will not turn it off. It's yeah. It's it's, this, it's, 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 it's
0: not long. It's not super long, and it's and it's good. It's, no. It sounds. It's 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 a good little you know rock and roll track, and it's just it's perfect for. This show.
2: Yep. It was, uh, as you guys would have all yeah. heard
0: on our intro because we blatantly right.
2: stole it. Right. Uh, performed by Nerf Herder. Nerf who, Herder, uh, that's correct. Yes, who uh, classify themselves as a nerd pop rock band.
0: Yeah, and so. now correct me if I'm wrong. I know they changed mm-hmm. this the, I know they changed the theme song at some point season two season three it's like a more is it still nerf herder or they just recorded a, a diff another version of it
2: uh yeah it's still nerf herder I think it's probably just an extended uh, version that that they probably ended up using uh, for for later seasons
0: yeah because they took the the thing I've I always noticed that had changed was they took the werewolf howl out. At the beginning,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, and it sounded a little more, um, a little more like they had recorded it in a little more higher end uh, studio. Um, so yeah, I just
2: right yeah they, they probably there. re-recorded right they probably once it became a hit I'm they probably re-recorded remixed you know yeah because I heard them I've quality heard
0: them, I've seen them on YouTube um like perform it in um concert you know when they're when they have a gig and.
2: Yeah. Um and then after after this and it, it's never been given a, a proper name. It's just the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme. So yeah. beyond that, um for me as far as um uh intros go, after this you've got uh, Angels um opening by Darling Violetta, which is actually called Carthesis of Suffering. Right, right. So and then of course. Another good, it's another know, great,
0: it's another great theme, I think.
2: Right. Right. And then, of course, huge shout out to Princes of the Universe, Highlander, oh, Yeah, you know, the you wonderful you queen. Beat, you can't beat
0: Freddie Mercury.
2: Right. Right. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely one of the themes I will not skip <laughs> no matter how many times I see, I hear it. Yep. So.
0: I start playing air drums every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we come back in and what's our next scene, James?
2: Uh our next scene is Buffy in her bedroom. She's asleep. Uh apparently having some dreams. Uh some uh not sure if they're I called them fever. Or dreams not yet in my notes. Yeah. And in mine I've my notes say um Past experiences? Question mark. Yeah. Prophetic dreams? Question mark.
1: Sure.
2: Not sure. Um, it's a lot of weird but shit. That's it is, it. is a lot of weird shit uh, under what appears to be uh, underground or possibly cave layer of some sort. Um, the undead, you know, walking around zombies and vampires. Um, strange symbols. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I have in my notes, past experiences, uh, question mark, prophetic dreams, question mark, unsure, yeah. um, are we, that's followed by, uh, her being woken up by her mom, calling her, telling her she wouldn't want to be late for her first day. And Buffy, of course, typical teenager starting a new school fashion. Wouldn't want that. Yeah, which leads us to.
0: Well, I took note. <laughs> I took note of a couple of things also that there were a lot of uh-huh. moving boxes in her room, so it appeared they either hadn't lived there long, or you know, uh, it just it was strange. There was a lot of unopened or halfway emptied moving boxes in her room.
2: Right. So, so I like okay. like you said, we're either either we're either opening shortly after they've they've gotten there and they haven't really had time to settle or Buffy, Buffy's just taking her time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, and the other thing I took note of was in those weird fever dreams. I noticed there was this, there was a, a brief clip of a large book that said vampire vampire with a Y and no E. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Hmm, what could that
1: mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh i too have note of that book but uh later on in the episode when it is featured again
0: yes a yes. little more prominently yes i also took um, with it then as well
1: <laughs>
2: uh so from there we are thrust forward to buffy's arrival at school uh with mama joyce joyce summers uh as portrayed brilliantly Maybe not so clearly in this first episode, but as we will come to learn brilliantly by uh, actress Catherine, Catherine uh, Sutherland, um, uh, as well as our first real introduction to Buffy uh, Summers as portrayed by Sarah Michelle Gellar, who up to that point, I believe her biggest credit was probably that Burger King commercial.
0: Yeah, I you know I forgot to even I forgot <laughs> no, to I dig think, in I forgot to dig into her
2: credits. But yeah. No, I think uh I I actually I think uh it was um Days of Our Lives, was it? Oh, she that's
0: right. Yeah, she was on a soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot yeah. all about that. Um,
2: yeah. Um yeah, so we the, we our our next scene is them in the, in the car pulling up to school they have a brief exchange. Um, you know, Joyce, uh, tells Buffy, you know, try not to get kicked out alluding to, uh, events from the, the movie. Yes. Uh,
0: which they kind of, they so. kind of, um, retconned here and kind of made it part of this Buffy's, uh, uh, right. Past.
2: Right. I've actually, I've actually got some thoughts on that as we, uh, progress a little further into uh, into these following scenes, which are coming up. Um, Roger that. We've got uh, so Buffy parts ways with her mom, is making her way up the school steps, and we're introduced to briefly to Xander Harris, skateboarding uh, to school as portrayed by Nicholas Brendan. Um, he is of course, uh, and obviously immediately smitten and taken aback by young Buffy Summers and uh, uh, falls off his skateboard at the feet of Willow Rosenberg, as portrayed by Allison Hannigan. Uh, the two of them clearly have some sort of established relationship already. He asks her for uh, help later that day with his math homework. Um, w- kind of a funny, uh, line in my opinion. She, when he asks, uh, for help with the math, she's like, sure. What, what didn't you understand? And then he says the math. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So he's, I, in my notes, I put, okay, clearly 90 slacker kid skateboarding. You right. Know. So right. yeah, there's that, that trope is kind of there.
2: Yep. Um, my notes, uh, for Willow, uh, say, you know, 90s uh, uh, nerd, you know, smart girl, best friend.
0: Yep. Nerdy, nerdy, shy girl. Yep,
2: yep. So Willow and Xander are making their way into Sunnydale High, and they are approached by their friend, Jesse. Um, you'll have to forgive me. I do not know what Jesse's last name is. I, do you? I don't hand? think
0: they ever said it in this episode. No? I don't think they did.
2: Okay. Um, I mean, but he be, is played I by...
0: I mean... It, it, yeah,
2: I... I on IMDb, on yeah. IMDB,
0: he's just credited as Jesse, so I don't think they ever said it. Just his as last Jesse.
2: Um, uh, he's portrayed by Eric Balfour who uh I know I know I've seen his face before um but uh I didn't really recognize <laughs> any of the uh any of the credits uh for him how about you
0: Yeah yeah I recognized um some of his credits and stuff he was he was in um charmed um
2: okay
0: he was, uh, he was the, okay. the the new I'm sorry the rebooted charmed
2: the re- oh, okay yeah, okay yeah.
0: Um, he was, I remember him too, from, um, that Clover, Cloverfield, like the very first one where they have the, where they're running around with the, the, uh, the camera, you know, the, uh, oh, okay. you know, yeah. yeah, I remember him from that yeah. and then he's got a, he's got a lot of appearances in established TV shows, you know, mostly one-off stuff. He was in 24. I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't watch it. Um, but I know, no. he, I know he had um like it says here he had twenty eight he was on twenty eight episodes of twenty four so um okay but yeah so at this, uh, at this time, decent, he wasn't it? he wasn't very well uh he was not yeah. very well established actor
1: but
2: went on to uh went on to some uh some better things sounds like a a decent role on twenty four there which was a very highly popular not not something I ever found myself into, but I know a lot of people did yeah yeah. So. Um, they briefly, uh, converse about the new girl. Um, the Xander, uh, gives Jesse a little bit of crap for not having any inside information about her outside of the fact that she's the new girl that just transferred in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have in my notes, uh, <laughs> they run into Jesse who says there's a new girl, blah, blah, blah. And he's a goof. <laughs> Because he just comes off really uh dumb, I guess is a you know, just kinda just almost like a, yeah, like, like, he's, a like a stoner, like a pothead. Yeah, no
2: he's no offense to stoners, or potheads, of, but you know what I mean. Right. He's uh my notes kind of say, don't kinda say. My notes say um Xander nineties slacker trope. Elevated.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like Xander on. It's like Xander on steroids.
2: Right. Right. Um, I'll let you take it from here. We where we now transition into uh, a scene between Buffy and uh, Principal Flutie.
0: Yes. What are, we uh, we we magically appear in the uh, principal's office, <clears throat> and Buffy is sitting on you know at the desk and. She's obviously the new kid at school and the principal's plaque says B period Flutie. And, and in my notes, I put, does the B stand for big, like big Flutie? I don't know. (laughs) Um,
2: Let's not fat, let's not fat shame here, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he, uh, he
0: eventually, uh, he actually tells us his name's Bob because the students there can call him Bob. And then he immediately says, but no one does and she's like, <laughs> she's like okay principal flutie anyway he's telling her he seems really cool you know he's telling her hey you know i know you got kicked out of your last school but you know here it's a clean slate you know nothing none of that stuff matters we're not interested in 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 the past that's in the past and we're only interested in the future so he tears up her her transcripts from her old school and she's you know thinking oh sweet you know this is great new new uh you know, clean, fresh beginning, and he's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't." And he glances at a piece of the what he had tore, and he says, "Not even if." Oh, and he's like, <clears throat> "You burned down <laughs> your the gym at your old school," and of course she's like, "Yeah, but you know the big picture here, um, it was full of vampires." And she's like, uh, "Asbestos," <laughs> and so he starts taping back together the transcripts. <laughs> And, uh, says, says to her, basically he implies we're going to be watching you. Like, don't step out of line. Um, right. He did not realize how apparently bad of an egg quote unquote she was.
2: <laughs> so now right. he's a
0: little, now he's a little, uh, freaked out.
2: Right. Um, principal, principal Bob Flutie, uh, as portrayed by character actor, Ken Lerner, uh, tons of credits.
1: Yeah. If you watch, if
2: you, if you watch, yeah, if you watch TV and movies, y- you've seen Ken Lerner. Yeah. Like he's, if you've
0: seen anything in the he, last 30 years, you've seen him. <laughs>
2: yeah. He's, he, he's just one of those character actors where, um, you, you're not going to know him by name most likely, but I promise you, you see his face and you'll be like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. He's just been in a ton of stuff. I, I think I, I have in my notes here my personal take on this and uh, I could 100% be wrong. I, I wasn't in the writer's room. You know, I'm not inside Joss's head. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, this to me feels like a very meta commentary on, um, their approach to the first movie they're they're saying we should we should disregard this we should forget it but at the same time it happened and we're we're going to we're going to let it we're going to let it linger that it's there but we're not going to pay too much attention to it
0: yeah like like and, they, they, and like, move forward like they decided okay we will take bits of the past of that Buffy and, you know, make it part of the past of this Buffy, uh, the, right. the things that weren't horrible and terrible and awful.
2: Right. So, yeah, yeah. Which just, which just to pause for a moment, I I have never understood how anything with Donald Sutherland in it could turn out as bad as that movie did. He's such a great actor. I love him.
0: Not to mention Luke. (laughs) I mean, Luke Perry, come on.
2: Right. Right. All that
0: hair
1: gel.
2: (laughs) But anyway, anyway, um, what, what do we have next? Uh, Buffy and Xander. Buffy leaving, uh, principal foodie's office immediately runs smack dab into Xander knocks, uh, her bag and, and, some other stuff she's carrying onto the floor. Um, they both bend down to to gather stuff. Xander, of course, you know, fumbling over himself, talking to, you know, the uh, the attractive new girl, um, says uh, one of my, one of my favorite lines in this episode. Uh, maybe uh, we'll see each other at school <laughs> where we both go. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh Buffy um my takeaway from the scene uh Buffy walks away just kind of blowing the whole thing off not really you know not really all that concerned with this dude she just met um Xander walks away from it like completely infatuated and 100% overthinking every word that just came out of his mouth. Yes. yes. In addition to, in addition to having one of her stakes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Well, we can't fail to mention that he, she did walk away and, uh, he still has her, uh, vampire killing steak. Right. Right. So then we bounce to a classroom. Uh, Buffy's sitting there, uh, one of her, I'm sure, many classes. And there's this really valley girl-looking uh, chick sitting next to her um, who offers to share her book as they're being taught by the teacher uh, because apparently, I, I don't know, I mean, Buffy's new student, but it's the first, I'm assuming, isn't this supposed to be the first day of
2: school for everyone or no? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I question that myself. I based on the, based on the fact that she has no books. Um, yeah. I, it, I don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's just her first day. I think she, she transferred in, you know, uh, mid, obviously at mid some school point okay. mid, mid school year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that doesn't not make to, more sense. Uh, Especially when you pair that with the fact that um, when we first meet Xander and Willow, he says he needs help with, he needs help with last night. Oh, that's math right.
0: Homework. The math. Okay.
2: So, yep. Yep. I so think the, you are, are correct, sir. <laughs> so they're already getting assignments. So it seems it seems that she transferred in after the year had already started. Okay. Now that makes more sense. But
0: one thing that doesn't make sense is she's told, we find out this girl's name is Cordelia. She introduces herself Mm -hmm. and uh, she seems, she seems nice. She seems cool. I mean, she shared her book and she's being friendly and everything. And um, she offers to show her where the library is so that she can pick up a textbook. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I, I went to school, you know, like everyone else. And I don't recall ever having to go to the library to check out a textbook.
2: But, no, you know, no, me, me, maybe I this is a California I made, thing. I don't know. California people that, that might be out there
0: listening, write us and let us know. Is this a California thing? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hit us up on the uh, shameless self-promotion. Hit us up on the Slade, the Buffyverse revisited uh, Facebook page. Yes. Or you, you can know, email send us, us a message,
0: at, at Buffy podcast at gmail.com.
2: Let us know. Is this a California thing? I made I made note of, of the same thing. Uh textbooks in library question mark. Um my guess is that this isn't a thing that exists anywhere. Um it was just, you know, forced setup to get Buffy, you know, to the library to yes. meet, you know, our next As uh, we're
0: about to find out uh, why. Right. Oh right. and, and by the way, um, I, I screwed up the email address, everyone. It's actually Buffy Revisited at gmail dot com.
2: Um but yeah. Um we uh my notes I say uh, I've got listed here uh Buffy and Cordelia instant friends almost. Seemingly um, even though yeah, I was just going to say, even though that, uh, as we progress further into the episode, we'll see that that doesn't necessarily uh, pan out, um, but bonding over uh, 90s fashion and the universal knowledge that John Tesh is, in fact, the devil.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, I was going to say, that <laughs> as they make their way to the library, and they're walking on the corridors, they uh, she gives her this silly are you cool test? And it's, it's all of its outdated stuff. I don't I don't really understand any of the references other than John Tesh is the devil. Um, (laughs) uh, so then they, they come up to the water fountain and there's Willow having a drink or just finishing drinking some water. And that is when you discover Cordelia might just be a big old bitch (laughs) because (laughs) she's immediately, she, says oh uh how does she say that she says um willow i see you're visiting the softer side of sears and willow's like well you know she's demure and 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 shy and she's like well you know my mom picked it out and she's like yeah i can tell and so yeah right you kind of immediately quickly discover cordelia is not a nice person
2: and yes uh, and um uh, my notes here i've i've uh written down it's we we see Buffy noticeably noticeably put off by Cordelia's treatment of Willow
0: yeah yeah she 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 watches her as she leaves and she you can just tell that that Buffy is not um into that type of behavior yeah. and treatment of other people and she watches mm-hmm. her she watches her walk away and um Then Cordelia says, you know, one of the first things to uh, surviving here at Sunnydale High is uh, knowing your losers and, you know, how to avoid them. And Buffy's like, oh, gosh, so she's one of those. And uh, then she says, then Cordelia says to her, hey, you should come by the bronze tonight. And Buffy's like, the what? (laughs) And Cordelia Cordelia explains that it's a it's a club, so I'm assuming it's like an under twenty one club, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. And she says, right. you know, it's 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 the place to be. I guess it's the cool hangout for everybody. And yeah, you know, that goes to the high school there, and that. But it's in the bad part of town. And Buffy says, oh, where's that out? Where where's that at? And Cordelia says, well, about a half a block from the good part of town. So apparently, it's not a Sunnydale is not a large town, um, right? And the difference between the right side and the wrong side of the tracks is apparently uh, not very big, not very uh,
2: long, right? And for a small town, they have an inordinate amount, as we will find out later in the series, an inordinate amount of cemeteries for such a small large town.
0: ones too. So a lot <laughs> of dead people.
2: Yes, yeah. A lot, a lot of land dedicated to, to the dearly departed yeah, here, schools, here in Schools, uh,
0: uh <laughs> hospitals. No, we have a lot of cemeteries.
2: No. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> so Buffy starts to walk into the door, which is, you'll see above the door says library. And what does she find there, James?
2: Uh, nothing at first. It's seemingly empty, but then we are quickly introduced to Rupert Giles, who uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. Hands down, uh, immediately was my favorite character uh, of um, on the show and continued to be <laughs> to the end of the show. I don't know. I'm honestly not sure why, but I was immediately drawn to, to Giles as a character, um, so he he really was my my anchor to the show, so to speak.
0: Yeah, well, uh, yeah I mean, throughout out,
2: its entire run,
0: outstanding character, outstanding actor. Uh, can't really go wrong there.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. So we're introduced to Rupert Giles as played by Anthony Stewart Head. Um, again, another uh, prolific uh, character actor. Yes. Um, especially across the pond, yes. uh, big name for himself over there uh, um, and a uh, great actor in general. Uh, he's the, he's the librarian. Um, Buffy it, tells him that she was told to come there to pick up textbooks. He says, I think I know exactly what you're looking for and presents to her the book of vampire. As we previously saw in her dreams. Yes, indeed. So, and it's a large
0: book. Like, you could kill someone It is someone a large book.
2: book. Yes. Like, she could
0: use yes. this to probably slay a, a vampire. Yes. Uh,
2: uh, shot to the back of the neck. Yeah, so I mean, it's got these metal... Probably separates the spinal column. It's
0: got, like, this <laughs> big metal clasp on it that holds it closed, and it, it looks like it weighs a good 30 pounds, and... Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking
2: you could. Yeah. You could do some damage to uh, a vampire. Um, seeing it now, um, in this scene, uh, draws us back to the the opening scene with her her nightmares, um, kind of solidifying the idea that those the her nightmares weren't necessarily of past experiences, but quite more likely uh, prophetic. Ah. of things to come. So my, my, seen, my takeaway from it,
0: she's maybe seeing yeah. the future, the past, the present, who knows?
2: Right. Um, she is taken aback. Understandably. Uh, she, she believes she has moved to uh, a new town with a fresh start from this, this whole, uh, vampire thing. um, she tells Giles that that's definitely not what she's looking for. He questions her. You know, you basically, you know, you are Buffy Summers, correct? Um, she acknowledges that she is. Um, he apologizes. Uh, and she leaves. And he stands there confused as all get out. Yes, <laughs> she
0: makes it quite clear that that is, in fact, not what she's looking for in that book. And she wants nothing to do with apparently any of this. Uh, she is done with the nonsense apparently. Mm -hmm. Yep. So then as she, you know, she like, like you said, she leaves and then we cut to the, it's the girl's locker room. Um, I thought, okay, this is odd. um, and there's these very, very, I call them valley girls, um, t- chatting. Um, they're chatting about the new girl and all the weird, funny things they had heard about her at her old school or, you know, what have you. And, you know, one is sitting down, looks like to be taking her shoes off or something. I think, I guess it's pre-gym class. And the other girl's standing up at her locker doing her combination, and she says something you know, smarmy, and then pops her, pops her uh, locker open, and what comes out? The dead body from the opening scene, uh, the '90s, uh, Mc, uh, uh, you know, douche canoe,
2: McSkeevie himself. Yes, McSkeevy has has, 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 has has been
0: in the put locker. in a locker, and he is quite dead. And of quite course, um, then we get the Janet Lee uh, scream.
2: Yes and i don't i don't know if that actress actually gave that scream or if it was uh if it was uh you know uh pre-recorded a scream screamer. that they <laughs> yeah that they pulled from somewhere else but it was it was definitely like Janet Lee Jamie Lee Curtis scream queen quality yeah that's right well that'd be a
0: really good job you know just being a professional screamer
2: right Man. right um in my notes here, I do, uh, I do have it written down that as they're talking about the new girl's weird history, um, one of the girls says, what kind of name is Buffy anyway? Uh, which is immediately followed up by another young lady walking by that girl. And she says, hi, Ambrosia. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> So it's it's definitely <laughs> self aware this this show.
2: Yeah, yeah. I uh, again just kind of uh, almost throwaway line, you know, like just one of those things where you know you you kind of got to catch it to, to see how funny it is. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And but, that's
0: that be that's a staple of this show and and Angel later on of. Little, right little throwaway things like that that if you're you're not paying close, close attention you'll miss but uh right yeah there's right. lots of humor so then we so then we oh okay go ahead go ahead nope. no no okay. please please fine fine fine, fine. i mean I, that's fine <laughs> so yeah then we jump we uh we go outside it's apparently lunchtime we see willow sitting by herself outside eating a sack lunch And Buffy walks up and finally formally introduces herself and, you know, basically says she wants to hang and that she heard Willow is, you know, really smart and the one that might be able to help tutor her, catch her up um, on everything. And Willow's just blown away. She's totally, like, Taken aback, like, "What are you? You're talking to me? Wow. Okay." And she's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll totally help you." And, and, um, you know, she starts babbling a lot and kind of making, feels like she's making a fool of herself. But Buffy clearly likes it, likes her, and thinks it's funny and cute and whatever. And um, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, Xander and Jesse show up. And, you know, they're babbling dude stuff. And then Xander pulls out the stake from earlier. And he's like, yeah, and I've got this. And he's like, I can't figure out. I th- Maybe you're building a really small fence. And she takes it and she says, no, you know, in L.A., everybody has these. This this is for self-defense. Um, you know, no big deal. And he's just like, oh, okay. And... um. You know, he. (laughs) Cordelia shows up, immediately shits on everybody, basically, other than Buffy, and Mm -hmm. informs them that Jim was canceled due to the dead guy. And that, of course, uh, raises the uh, hairs on the back of Buffy's neck, and she's like, what dead guy? What do you mean, dead guy? Were there marks? How did he die? And Cordelia's like, creeped out and she's like I don't know morbid much he's just dead (laughs) and Buffy's like okay well I gotta bail so she grabs her stuff and heads off apparently in search of the dead body
2: yes Um, I don't think we mentioned it before Uh, Cordelia Chase uh, magnificently uh, embodied by Charisma Carpenter oh Um, yes
1: uh
2: decent actress uh, in her own right um something i i liked in this scene prior to her showing up was more of the um cordelia's a bitch character building uh that we get without cordelia actually being there when um is talking about wanting to hang out with willow and willow questions her she says well aren't you hanging with cordelia and Buffy says, I can't do both. And Willow says, not legally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's obviously,
0: she's, she's got a good sense of humor.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Actually, it seems like um, everyone in the show are some are, are maybe part-time, late at night uh, stand-up comedians, because they all have really good one-liners.
2: Right. like they There's a possibility they spend an inordinate amount of time thinking of uh, possible uh, one-liners and quips to respond to other people. With.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it somehow <laughs> somehow it works. It's it just it's like, oh, that was that was clever. You know, it, it, it worked.
2: It it's it's definitely a uh, a style that continued, you know, throughout the run of the series and Angel, um, and it never feels it never feels forced or out of place. Like it all, it it always feels like it would be a natural part of the conversation.
0: Yeah, agreed. Hundred percent. Yes.
2: Um,
0: what happens next? Where did we leave
2: off? Um,
0: We left off with her leaving, heading
2: off to find the dead body, to find the dead guy, um, which she does. She uh, uses some of that Slayer strength to. Uh, break into the girl's locker room from uh, outside which the is, building. Which is
0: the first time we've seen a display of her potential uh, her powers. Tw-
2: yes. Yes. And she
0: just um, rips so it open like cardboard because that's exactly what it was made of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yes. But you're absolutely right. You know, we now know that uh, she is super strong. Yes. Um inordinately strong she goes to uh she finds the body um uncovers it sees that there are two uh puncture wounds in the neck and of course all the red flags are dropping for Buffy now um
0: she's she, like oh uh, shit this stuff followed me from LA yeah um
2: yeah, she's not happy at, at, she isn't at which point she hightails it back to the library and where we once again get a meeting between her and uh Giles um where she proceeds once again to tell Giles how much she doesn't care that there's a vampire there and she wants no part of it uh and this and that. And um, we, get, uh, we get some tidbits of how vampire lore works in, in the Buffyverse. Um, they discuss the uh, um, making of a vampire, how not just biting, being bitten by a vampire won't turn you. You also have to feed uh, off of the vampire, drink some of the vampire's blood in order to to be turned, but that for the most part, vampires don't really turn anybody. They're just out for the kill uh, and to feed. You're just food, basically. Um, Right. Um, And he
0: has has an interesting little thing where she says, you know, why can't you people just leave me alone? And he has an interesting uh, response, which we have a clip of, so let's check that out.
1: You think it's coincidence you're being here? That boy was just the beginning. Oh, why can't you people just leave me alone? Because you are the slayer. Into each generation, a slayer is born. One girl in all the world, a chosen one, one born with a strength strength and skill to to hunt the the vampires, vampires. to stop the spread of their evil, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it, okay? I really don't understand this attitude. You've you've accepted your duty. You've, You've slain vampires before. Yeah, and I've both been there and done that, and I'm moving on.
0: And I'm moving on. She's been there, done that. She's had enough. She doesn't want to be this quote unquote slayer anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Um, to the point where she questions Giles, you know, why don't, why don't you do it? And Giles says, I'm a watcher. We, I don't have the skill. We, she interrupts him and she says, watch. And he counters with, you know, we train and, uh, prepare the slayer and she cuts him off. And she says, basically I'm paraphrasing. She says, prepare, prepare me for what, uh, to lose all my friends, to get kicked out of school, uh, to fight for my life and not be able to tell anyone because I'm going to put them in danger. Um, and you know, she says, go ahead, prepare me for that. And storms out of the library.
0: And he doesn't have really an answer for that because he, I don't think, I think this is the first time he's considered, wow, okay, this is a teenage high school, you know, girl in the 20th century. Like I had right. considered that. And, right. and also let's make note that this is the first time we've heard the term watcher and that Giles is in fact yes. a watcher. Yes. So she storms out, I of think, there, uh, out of there, and he he goes after her. Um, oh, wait, we, we forgot something very important. We very, did. Very after,
2: important. After she has stormed out and he follows after her, we discover that Xander ha, was up in the second level of the library, the stacks, as they will be. Uh, I don't know if they actually ever refer to them that in the show, but I know, I know us in the fandom quite frequently refer to them as the stacks. Right. Um, uh, Basically, he was up long there shelves and, of books. Right, and he uh, he overheard the entire conversation between Buffy and Giles.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's, dun, just, dun, dun. And he's
0: just like, "What the fuck?"
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So then we'll go back to where I had was going to go, and uh, Giles goes after her, catches up to her, and he's trying to impress upon her, you know, that things are getting worse. Um, all the signs are pointing to some, you know, big bad shit coming around the corner, and it's going to go down very soon. And, you know, basically trying to shock her into, you know, accepting her role. And she says... Right. She says, it's Sunnydale. How bad of an evil could be here? Then, right as she says that, we get a transition um, to, it appears to be the end of school. Uh, All the students are leaving. And the camera pans behind a bush and then down into the ground and underground. And we see... Lots of stalagmites and stalactites, and it's it's a big cave area. We see candles everywhere burning. Um, we see people walking around with torches, and we hear some creepy, loud breathing. And there's this really weird-looking guy who I uh, later, uh, I refer to him in the rest of my notes as Jawbone. Because he has an inordinately large jaw, um, he played by um, gosh, what's I've lost my place. Um, Brian 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 Thompson, um, yes, who is a very. If you've seen Brian Thompson once, you'll go, oh yes, I know him. I mean, he was in Terminator, right? Cobra. He's the guy with the he's well built guy with a huge jaw. So I call him
2: Jawbone. Yes. So
0: we come, to, we
2: do come. Up- we do come to find out uh, a few scenes from now that his name is Luke.
0: Yes, we will find out his name is Luke, which I thought matched about as well as a turd in a punch bowl. Um, <laughs> he does not look like a Luke whatsoever, but we're going to go with it because that's the name they gave him. Uh, so, 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 yeah, uh, Jawbone is breathing really loud and kind of creepily. And he keeps saying the same phrase over and over. The sleeper will wake. The sleeper will wake. The sleeper will wake. And then he says, and the world will bleed. And then he says, amen. So I did not know that amen was a term borrowed by anything other than, um, you know, Christians I guess maybe I'm showing my stupidity here
2: religion <laughs> right uh, I in my notes I I refer to it as as chanting as opposed yeah, to weird chanting uh, a prayer right um, the the amen at the end sort of implies the idea that is that it's a prayer as opposed to a chant but but, it's definitely got like chanty, it's definitely got chanty vibes to it,
0: yeah yeah, without without question and 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 I failed to mention this guy is a vampire he's he's in full yes. vamp face, and so there's there's no question that jawbone is a vampire,
2: yes, and he's he's ch- chanting this chant or or prayer or whatever over what appears to be uh, a large pool of blood.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's some type of odd bubbling red liquid. Right. I'm not sure where the bubbles are coming from. Maybe there's somebody underneath there with a straw. I I don't know. (laughs) But it's certainly
2: bubbling. Yes. Uh, That takes us to... Uh, Buffy's bedroom once again she's uh, looking (laughs) she's
0: I say of the 16 year old character
2: I I was going to say this is a 16 year old child I just had had my Joss Whedon moment (laughs) oh man Um, she's uh, looking over outfits she's intending to go to the bronze uh, as uh, invited by Cordelia earlier in the day. Um, so even though, even though we know Cordelia at this point is a bitch and Buffy is clearly sets to that out herself. She has not entirely ruled out the idea of being friends with Cordelia.
0: Or yeah, <laughs> I thought that when I thought, or maybe she's just like, well, okay, that's the place to go to hang out, to meet people. Maybe I'll go there and meet some non um bitchy people, you know.
2: Right. Um, so she's she's looking over her outfits, uh commenting them onto to herself. Um you know I believe the first one she looks at she says something along the lines of Hello, I'm a slut. Um Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then yeah. And then the second one, I believe she says, uh hello, have you read the crucible or something along those lines? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, it was like a, it looked like a school
2: <laughs> mom dress. Yeah. Um, Joyce, uh, is in the bedroom with her. Um, it looks like it looks like she might actually be trying to unpack some of Buffy's still packed belongings. Yeah. Um, and they have a, they have a nice little conversation about, um, how uh you know being recent transplants to sunnydale is a is an adjustment for them and um uh but joyce has a really good feeling about it and um she thinks it's going to be good for them and (laughs) sunnydale high seems like a very welcoming school um we find out that joyce uh manages an art gallery yeah, um, I was confused about that she when says, she
0: said, uh, "She said, you know, um, we're about to get the gallery up on its feet, and we think we found a space." And I'm like, "Okay, so she's a a curator? I don't know what you what you would what do you call? I guess manager of an art gallery is the title."
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I mean, I think I think traditionally they would they would be curators, although I don't know. Okay. Um I'm not really sure um if there would be a distinction between curating pieces and, and managing the gallery.
0: Yeah, you know? I just I'm very um, I'm an uncultured swine, so I uh
2: yeah. I just didn't know. I was yeah. like,
0: okay, she's a, some type <laughs> of curator.
2: Um but, uh yeah, so that's where that's where that scene takes us. Nice little mother daughter moment you know
0: yes some some mother-daughter bonding
2: right which then takes us uh where do we go from there Jeremy Let's, uh
0: well we cut to i don't know a little while later buffy's dressed and she's out and about it's nighttime it's dark she's walking down the sidewalk along the street and as she walks by we ominously see a pair of boots and you know accompanying legs step into frame behind her and so she's clearly being followed. And we go along a little further, and I, I assume with her super uh, slayer senses, she hears or senses someone behind her. So she continues on. She goes around, uh, wraps around a street, goes across and into an alley. And she's looking around like, hmm, where can I go? Where can I hide? What can I do? Then we cut to a guy who was the one following her apparently, uh, comes out of the shadows and he's in that same alley, only no Buffy. And he's like, hmm, okay. Well, he walks a little further and the camera pans up, way up, and we see Buffy on this uh, horizontal bar uh, that just, so happened to be placed there perfectly above this guy's head, and she's doing a perfect handstand without moving. And as he walks under it a little further, she does the the gymnast spin thing around, and kaboom, kicks him right in the back, knocks him into a ass-over-tea-kettle somersault, and boom, he's flat on his back. She's up and at him. She's on the ground, and she puts her foot on his chest, and it's just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why? he's like, whoa, can I help? What's what's wrong, ma'am? And she's like, well, you can tell me why you're following me. And so he, uh, she said, or you know, she asks him, you know, why are you following me? And she kind of lets him up, but he says, I want the same thing you want. And she's like, really? What's that? And he says, to kill them all. and she, and she responds, I just want to be left alone. Um, and then he goes on to tell her, you know, you're standing on the mouth of hell and it's about to open and you need to be ready for, this is the first time we hear this phrase, the harvest. Mm -hmm. And then he tosses her something. Looks like a little black box. And she says, who are you? And he says, let's just say I'm a friend. And she says, maybe I don't want a friend. He replies, I didn't say I was yours. She's clearly smitten. <laughs> he's he's a hunk. She's all about him. And he walks away into the shadows. She opens the little box he tossed to her. And what is it? It's a silver crucifix necklace.
1: Mm,
2: it's actually, it's not a crucifix. It's oh. a cross.
0: Oh. Oh, uh, it's a crucifix uh, uh, only uh, when Jesus is on...
2: Yes. It. yes. Okay.
0: Okay. So yes, yes. It's, a, it's a silver cross, and it looks yeah. expensive. I mean, assuming <laughs> and, it's real silver, uh,
2: right? And can I say you you mentioned it here? Like Buffy's clearly smitten. Um, I I honestly can't say that I myself wasn't smitten. I mean, David Boreanaz oh yeah yeah he's he's a he's a total dream dream boat yeah, uh, yeah. especially that 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 late nineties aesthetic the you know the, yeah. the what was the, with the costume? Hair.
0: what was with the costume he's got like this white button up uh collared shirt on with like a blazer over it and uh you can't you don't really see what kind of pants i'm going to assume they're like a dress slack and then he's got like these uh, i don't know these uh boots like combat boots on right. like i i don't know what was going on there
2: yeah i don't know i don't know uh, 90s, 90s i mean that's all
0: we can say it was the 90s
2: right like looking back like it's it's definitely it's definitely 90s fashion uh, but i mean perhaps everybody should have been questioning what they were putting on more. Yeah, I mean <laughs> at, at least it wasn't a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
2: Um something I I have here in my notes is that uh this character who we don't know his name yet um he he doesn't outright say he's not but he very heavily intimates at one point that he isn't a vampire.
0: Yes, because he says when she, when she knocks him down and she has her foot in his chest, he said, and, and, you know, she's questioning him. He says, don't worry, I don't bite. So it's kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod. Spoiler alert. He's a vampire.
2: Right. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting, you know, kind of, throwaway line because they're clearly intending for you to question you know what who and what he is you know what i'm saying right
0: exactly that's they're they're wanting to throw a little bit of a
2: mystery in there right right um that takes us to the bronze once again uh the uh or actually, no, not once again. This is the first time we've been at the bronze in this episode, isn't it? Indeed. So we follow Buffy into the bronze. She slips the the bouncer some money, probably a fiber. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, I was like, wait a um, minute, a
0: cover charge at like a high
2: school club? Like what? Right. Right. And
0: let's not fail to mention that this place looks like it's in some weird industrial park warehouse thing like it's it's really weird
2: right right um uh we follow her in uh we walk in it's even the inside looks very uh converted industrial warehouse there's uh several staircases leading to higher platforms uh pool tables a dance floor on uh, a stage with a band playing live music, um, the band in this particular episode is uh, a band called Sprung Monkey. Really? Yes.
0: I yes. put in my the, notes: the band is goofy and the lip syncing is horrible, <laughs> and the dancers and the dancers in the crowd are lulzy dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what was in wow. my notes. All right. That's fair. It's a fair assessment of yeah, everything that's happening right there in that moment. It's certainly not incorrect. <laughs> no. Um, but it is an actual band, like uh by the like I said, by the name of Sprung Monkey. Um I have never heard, to the best of my knowledge, anything by this band outside of what appeared <laughs> in this episode and maybe future episodes of uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Um uh there's a uh awkward um were you waving at me? Oh no, you weren't waving at me. Moment. Uh Yeah,
0: and we've Bumpy never seen this here. guy, so why did she all of a sudden think, "Oh, uh that guy must be waving right. at me," you know?
2: Right. <laughs>
1: um
2: and then she spots Willow sitting by herself um at the bar. Uh she goes over uh, and to greet Willow. Um, they they talk. Um, Buffy asks if Willow is waiting for anyone. She says she's not, but she thought Xander might show up. Buffy questions if they're going out. Willow says no, they're just friends. But they did br- they did date previously, but they broke up. Um, Buffy questions what happened. And Willow tells her he stole my Barbie, and then uh, advises Buffy that they were five years old at the time.
0: <laughs> right, right. Had she so she clearly hasn't dated uh, recently.
2: Right. Um. They they have a, a brief conversation. You know, Buffy you know, basically tells Willow, you know, there's no point in being nervous or or worried about. You know, talking to to random guys, you know, (laughs) basically because eventually you're gonna die. So what does it matter?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Seize the moment, and she's like, okay, well, alrighty then.
2: Right. Uh, At that point, um, Buffy spots Giles uh, up on the second level of the Bronze, kind of scoping out the crowd, and. She excuses herself from Willow, uh, tells her she'll be right back. And Willow almost, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, kind of tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. Willow basically reassures Buffy. She tells her, oh, no, it's okay. You don't have to come back.
0: Right. Like, because she's clearly been <laughs> treated like shit,
2: you know, her right. life
0: by peers and... And Buffy looks at her and says, "Right, um, I'll be back." You know,
2: right? Uh, Buffy proceeds to reassure Willow that she'll, she will in fact be back to continue their hang. Um, she confronts Giles. Well, oh, maybe "confronts" isn't the right word, but she approaches Giles. Um, you know, kind wants to know what he's doing there. Uh, he tells her he's, you know scouting for vamps this is exactly the kind of place that they would go to for you know to feed and find their victims uh, and also he knew buffy was likely to be there uh, at some point um she uh she asked him what the deal with the guy in the alley was um presuming that the gentleman she met on her way to the bronze, is somehow affiliated with Giles. Um, Giles says he wasn't. Um, They talk about the harvest again. She uh, tells Giles that the guy that was following her brought up the harvest. and uh,
1: uh,
2: Giles, there's a little more back and forth you know, she kind of repeats the, the whole, I'm not interested in dealing with any of this, you know, everything's going to be fine. You know, all I'm that. <laughs> and right. And Giles is like, okay, you know, maybe you're right. It's not like you're having the dreams again, you know, referencing the dreams we saw Buffy having.
1: And um, she's like, and I think now, wah, wah.
2: right. Right. Um, I think now we can kind of solidify the idea that she's having prophetic dreams yes. of of things to come as opposed to, you know, just nightmares about things she experienced uh, prior to moving to Sunnydale. Right. Um, we have a brief scene where we cut to Jesse. He's uh, trying to hit on Cordelia unsuccessfully. <laughs> very, um, very unsuccessfully. Yes. Because um, he's uh, like, you want to dance? We, and she's
0: like, with you? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, right. no.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's a fun little scene. I think more character building for both of them. You know? Um, uh, but that takes us back to Buffy and Giles. Again, Giles still Trying to impart on Buffy how important it is for her to uh, accept, you know, that she's the slayer and she has to do something about what's to come and um, how she needs to be prepared. And she should be able to pick a vampire out of a crowd like this without any trouble. She should be able to sense it and feel it and she assures him that she would have no trouble picking a vampire out of a crowd and he basically challenges her to do so and uh she immediately points out uh a guy down on the dance floor um as a vampire and giles questions her and she basically is like look at his outfit like there's no way anybody that's not dead would wear something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and in, in my notes for the rest of this episode, I refer to him as that seventies vamp. (laughs) That's good. Because he looks good. I like that. He looks like, yeah,
2: that's how bad he looks. He's way out of place. Right. Um, Giles is, he seems, he seems like he's, a little impressed, but at the same time, he he does say to her, "That's great, but you didn't sense it. Like, right? You just used your fashion like, sense, right? W- which is all fine and good, but there should be a uh, an inner, uh, you know. At least my takeaway from what he was trying to explain to her is that there should be some sort of spider sense if you will for lack of a better term right. in her being able to to pinpoint a vampire.
0: Right. Like he's so, saying like anyway, a fully trained fully um you know into it uh slayer would just would just be able to pick a vamp out of of you know any crowd anytime.
2: Right. Right. No matter how they're dressed or anything like that. Right. So she pinpoints this guy as a vampire you know, is basically like, you know, he's, he's probably, you know, trying to feed, you know, this and that. Um, At which point he and the young lady he's been talking to uh, switch places on the dance floor and oh no, vamp guys with Willow.
0: Wah, wah, wah. What are we going to do? Yeah, this is so a predicament. Buffy's like. Uh, yo, Giles Deuces got a roll. And so she goes, you know, to go downstairs to, you know, get Willow away from that 70s vamp. And um, she gets down there. No one's there. They're not on the dance floor anymore. So she goes in search. And she's in, looks like the back room, I guess, of the bronze. Um, There's like some boxes and stuff stacked up. There's... Uh, chairs, things, you know, right. extra things for the bronze. And as she's walking by a chair, she just snaps off one of the legs and makes herself a steak. And uh, she still can't find anyone. Then she hears footsteps behind her. She spins around, grabs the person by the throat, pushes them up against the wall, and it's Cordelia. And of Ooh. course... Yeah, and of course Cordelia has a meltdown. Oh my God, what's your problem? Blah, blah, blah. And... She's like, have you seen, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why do you, are you going to attack her with a stick too? And she's like, oh, she just turns around and leaves. And Cordelia standing there with her Valley Girl friends and says, gets her cell phone out and says, I have to call everyone that I've ever known.
2: So. Yeah. Pretty much uh, uh, permanently uh, ostracizing poor Buffy from ever being a part of the quote-unquote in-crowd. Right.
0: And and it's more, it's even more um, uh, proof that Cordelia is a horrible, horrible person. Yes. <laughs> so we, we jump back inside the bronze, and now she's in there looking, Buffy is, I'm sorry. Uh, Giles is shocked that she hasn't found the vampire and hasn't killed it already. And right. she's like, you know, well, I think
2: Go ahead. Um, uh, at first, at first he, when she comes back, he assumes that she already dealt with it right. and is quite impressed by how quickly she was able to dispatch the vampire.
0: Yeah. And then he, and then he's equally shocked that she hasn't. So it's like, which yeah. one is it here, buddy? So, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, she's like, you know, Hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, so she's like, "Listen, I gotta find her." So, you know, she turns around and goes off and leaves him there. And um, as she walks by, we see Jesse, goofball Jesse. Our boy Jesse, yeah.
2: Our boy Jesse, and like our our boy, yeah. He re- rebounded like that. That's a that's a, a true bro right there. He got shot down by Cordelia. He was like, "No sweat. There's there's other cute girls here. You know, I'm gonna keep shooting my shot."
0: Yep, lots of fish in the sea. Right. So So who's Jesse talking to, Jeremy? Well, as the as she's she's in one of those like seventies, suspended from the ceiling like egg chairs, and as she as it slowly spins around, you see that it is in fact
2: Darla. (sighs) We don't. Well, we right right. Well, we don't know it's Darla yet. Well, yeah, we we, do. we We do very. We do very soon. She turns around, and we it it's it's the vamp lady from the the beginning,
0: right? That kills the dude when they break into the high school. So, and she's all smiles and and just like hey, and and he and um, he's like, yeah. yeah, He he just says he just says, you know, do I know you? Like, are you from here? And she's like, no, but I have family here. And Jesse's yep. like, "Have I met them?" And she's like, "No, but you probably
2: will." Yep. So, and that's and That's when we find out uh, her name is Darla, right? Um, but kudos to kudos to Jesse. You know, taking that rejection like a champ and just moving on.
0: Yep, he just moved right on to the thirty-something uh, Catholic schoolgirl.
2: You know what? You know, I mean shoot your shot.
0: You know, you gotta shoot your shot <laughs> uh,
2: Let's see uh, Darla That takes us back to um, The underground uh, Layer
1: yeah.
2: Um, which uh, I'll point out is At this point, it's clear that The underground layer that we're seeing now Is the same uh, Cavernous uh, images that um, were part of Buffy's dreams in the beginning, as well. Right.
1: Right.
2: Um, so uh, we we're back there. Our our uh, big hunking uh, nameless vamp jaw jawbone. I believe yeah. jawbone. you refer to him. Mm-hmm. Jawbone um, is intently watching our bubbling pool of red liquid, presumably blood, as another vamp slowly rises from the pool. Um, Jawbone approaches him, kneels before him, takes his hand, and identifies him as Master.
0: Yes, and let's not fail to mention that as this creepy, super pale, bald, white... uh, vamp comes up out of this liquid he's completely clean he's not wet he's not stained nothing
1: he is
2: totally
0: perfectly clean
2: and he is very creepy he's been scotch guarded several times
0: yes 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 over the years yes (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) um and now uh everything just drips off of him like water droplets on a rain windshield Right.
0: So he's totally clean. No problems. Red does not stain, you know, van.
2: Right. Exactly. Um, uh, there's, uh, there was a cut in the, I'm presuming we went to commercial break. There was a very abrupt cut in the middle of the scene. Um, in the, how I watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but we come back, um, uh, Jawbone is helping the master out of the pool. Um, the master says he's weak. Uh, Jawbone sa- tells him that he'll be strong soon enough. They're almost at the time of the harvest when he'll be—he—he he being the master—will uh, be restored and able to roam free. Um, the master says he needs to be strong uh and uh jawbone tells him that he's already sent some of his people to uh retrieve uh food, you know, for him. Um, uh at this point this is when we find out that Jawbone's name is Luke. Cause the master <laughs> turns the master the master turns to him and says, Luke bring me something young.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I just put
2: creep factor 100. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And that the, the master is played uh, by Mark Metcalf. I believe the actor's name is correct. Yes. Um, Again, um, as with a lot of, a lot of people uh, on Buffy and Angel, prolific character actor um you've definitely seen him if you haven't seen him in Buffy you've definitely seen him in something
1: oh yes. you know oh, he's
2: yes. he's everywhere out there yep. um what what do we think of the master right off the bat here Jeremy
0: um I get I don't know I get weird vibes from him uh
2: he's he's very because uh, he's a vampire
0: well, no, it's not the vampire thing. It's more like the bring me something young. I don't know. He's just really
2: gross. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's yeah, there's a there's a ick factor and a creep uh, creep factor to that. Yeah, and he's yeah, definitely.
0: he's clearly I mean he's he's like most of the vampires are kinda of pale ish, but he is just fence post white and yeah. bald and and just, he's got these gangly, nasty hands. And I don't know. He's just not someone I want to spend an afternoon with. Let's put it that way.
2: <laughs> we're not going, we're not going golfing with the no, master. No, we're so not. what you're we're saying? We're not even, no. we're not
0: even going to chit chat over the phone or
2: text or anything. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's okay. super creepy. <laughs> uh, we find, uh, Willow and that 70s vamp, as you so astutely named him earlier. Yes. Um, we, we meet up with them. They're, uh, walking the streets of Sunnydale with purpose, at least on that 70s vamp part, there's, there's purpose. Um, yes. uh, they, uh, they're like, I said. they're walking the streets of Sunnydale willows babbling. Um, which, I to like for it's weird to say for the context of this scene but willow's babbling got to me here like i i've i've felt like not in a like not in a bad way like i i think i may have fallen in love a little bit with willow because you you, just being so awkward and yeah and scared and nervous
0: and awkward and unsure right yeah it's it's very it's very cute
2: yeah. Um, you know, she's she's questioning him a little bit, like, wow, like surprising I haven't seen you around at school, you know. Do you have Mr. Chomsky for chemistry? You know, and and he's not responding
1: at all. Yeah, and once again, and as she, as
0: with Darla, this guy looks like he's thirty something, like way too like why would you buy that this kid that this guy goes to your school, you know? uh, Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but he just did not even remotely appear to be a high school aged person.
2: Right. Right. No, I agree. But also I think, I think if you look at a lot of the shows back then, you're even, even with this cast, you're having a little bit of a hard time buying that, that, um, these actors in these roles are, are high school age kids, yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. True. You know, there's, there's, so just within this cast, I I have a easier time believing that Sarah Michelle Geller is a, you know, 16-year-old high school student than I do believing that Charisma Carpenter is a 16-year-old high, uh, high school student.
0: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I think Charisma Carpenter was like in her 30s by this time.
2: Right, so, you yeah, know, um, but it, it, that was a big thing back then. Um, I, honestly, I think it's only within, you know, recent years they kind of started casting more age appropriate for, for yeah. these kind of roles.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do but, with a little bit of relaxation on the uh, child labor laws for acting. You know, when they right, they get to a right. certain age, there's it's not as as they're not as hardcore about it, you know, and things like that. So,
2: right. Um, So they're on their walk. They're apparently heading to an ice cream bar. Um, Or so she thinks. That 70s, right. That 70s vamp starts to take a a small detour. And she, Willow says, but the ice cream bar is that way. And he says, oh, I know a shortcut. And we quickly flip to the view from behind them. And his shortcut is through one of Sunnydale's numerous,
0: an Cut enormous cemetery like with looks like thousands upon thousands of headstones in it but that's a shortcut yes because you yes. know it's a thing that that most places can be gotten to quicker by cutting through an enormous uh, cemetery
2: i have i have never once gotten from point a to point b without detouring through a cemetery
0: exactly is that not the case for you yeah i won't even go to a mcdonald's if i can't go through a cemetery
2: yeah 100 percent. like come on everyone knows the shortest distance between point a and point b is through a cemetery
0: yes exactly which i mean it's just
2: right yeah so um (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: but on a, on, on a serious note, like, I don't, and I get, like, you know, suspension of disbelief and whatnot, but right. you know what, if I'm, let's, like, roles are reversed, I'm, I'm Willow, and I'm being led into a cemetery by, by some random person I just met, that's not happening.
0: Yeah, that's just just not a thing that's going to happen <laughs> in any life. Right. Um right. That's a that's a karate kick I mean, to the nuts and then I'm running the other direction.
2: Right, right. I would have to be pretty down bad to let uh a lady lead me into a cemetery.
0: Yeah, because I mean if that's happening this and you're a and you're a, a woman and, and this guy's trying to lead you into a cemetery, he clearly has nefarious uh intentions.
1: Right.
2: Right.
0: And if he's, if, I mean, uh, that or he's really goth.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, he is. Yeah, true. True. Um, where do we go from there? What's our, who do we meet next? Where well, Where are we?
0: Buffy is now outside the bronze, um, still looking for Willow and that 70s vamp. And she runs into Xander. And she's like, "Yo, yo, yo, Xanderoni." Yeah, I don't know where that came from.
2: Uh, she's like, have you,
0: seen, "Have you seen Willow?" And he's, uh, "I go, oh, go ahead."
2: No, I, was, I just want to say I'm glad you weren't on the writing staff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's, yeah, I, I, I keep my day job. Uh, he so she says, uh, "You know, have you seen Willow?" And he he says, "No, uh, not tonight." And um, she's like, okay, well, blah, blah, blah. I got, I got to find her. And he reveals to her that uh, he overheard the conversation, and uh, that hopefully there's no vampires she needs to slay. And she's like, oh, does there was there like a notice sent around when I came here? Blah, 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 blah. And he says, well, I know you think you're the slayer. And she's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And so she's like, we have to find Willow. Like, none of this matters. We have to find Willow right now, or there's going to be another dead body in the morning. And that, at that point, you can tell Xander's concerned. Like he, about right? Will, Willow, he, you know, he's like, whoa. So you're serious,
2: right? I was just he he says he's like, oh, you're serious. Right. Um, I think I think Buffy's. Uh, comments about, you know, was was there a newsletter? Um, I think it's funny, but also a little out of place because up to this point, the only other person that has revealed that they know she's the Slayer is Giles. Giles, yeah.
1: Well, so I, it, guess, it's she, not I like, guess she
0: kind of infers that that the guy she met in the alley... Um, that gave her the uh, uh, the cross necklace. I guess she infers that he knows, you know, because he's he says, true. I want them all dead, too, and blah, 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 blah.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. So So um, then we cut,
0: we cut, oh, are you done? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, then we cut to, uh, back to Willow and that 70s vamp. And she's creeped out by the graveyard, as most normal people would be. It's, you know, it's nighttime. It's a graveyard. It's creepy. Right. Um,
2: She clearly
0: doesn't shop at Hot Topic. Right. She's not goth. uh, (laughs) She sees the softer side of Sears. And uh, (laughs) he's like, oh, hey, have you ever been inside of one of these? One of these being a mausoleum. And... I immediately thought who the hell has been inside of a mausoleum other than dead people and cemetery workers. Right. But anyway, or right. She's like, uh, no, yeah, no thanks. And he tries to turn on the peer pressure. It doesn't work. So what's he do? He just grabs her and throws her inside. And she's, you know, Willow's like, okay, uh, yeah, that's not funny. I'm going to split now. And he's like, Oh really? Oh, okay. And as she turns to the door to leave, who's standing there?
2: Darla. Darla again, (sighs) like a bad penny. That
0: damn Darla. And, um, she's like, Darla says, Oh, this, you know, just this, this isn't, this is hardly enough to share. She's, you know, a tiny little thing. And, that 70s vamp says, well, you know, you should have brought your own. Well, right about that time, here stumbles in Jesse, holding his neck, pale, pasty, uh, sweating. Clearly, he's been fed on.
2: Yes, he has He has been bitten. And
0: that 70s vamp looks at Darla like, what the hell? And she's like, sorry, I got hungry on the way here.
2: Uh, right. It's like when, it's like when you re when you reach into the passenger seat to dig a couple of fries right, out of or, the bag or, out of the McDonald's bag on your way home.
0: Yeah. Have a little trail mix, you know, you got to keep your, you got to keep your stamina right. up. So, right, right. uh, let's see. So then, you know, Jesse staggers in and kind of falls towards Willow and she catches him. Um, and then they're like, we're, we're, let's get out of here and, Darla says, you're not going anywhere until we fed. And when she says fed, woo, she vamps out. She's got her vamp face on. And Willow's like, what
1: the fuck?
0: Because she's clearly never seen a vamp face before. Right. And right about that time, in walks Buffy with Xander right behind her. And yes. lots of shit talking and uh, hey, you guys suck. You know, from Buffy.
2: And... Yep. Make- once again, only this time to his face, makes fun of that 70s vamp's outfit. Right. She's all like, what the hell, did? Sure. Right. And clearly, he was extremely hurt by this judgment because he attacks her.
0: Right. Uh, he, he, he tries running up behind her to grab her from behind. She pulls out the stake, does a little backwards uh, stab motion, and kaboom, that 70s vamp is dust. Darla, meanwhile, is like, yeah. whoa, what the what? And she looks a little concerned. Uh, so she tells, she being Buffy, tells Xander, you know, basically get Willow and Jesse and get out of here. And so then Darla and Buffy start their vampire versus Slayer karate fight. Um,
2: Their they're fisticuffs.
0: Right, as those the other three... Uh, you know, flee, get out of that place. And right. Buffy has the upper hand in this fight. Um, she seems to be stronger than Darla. And she basically asks, or Darla asks Buffy, you know, like, who the fuck are you? She's clearly never had a deal- any dealings with a Slayer. Right. And Buffy's just about to answer her and say who she is when someone grabs buffy by the back of the neck and lifts her off the ground and it's mr jawbone and he says he doesn't care who she is and then he vamp throws her across the room and uh yeah picks up darla like a sack of shit just a sack of potatoes and says, you know just manhandling her and i'm like well, what the hell i thought aren't you guys allies here what what's going on here and he's he's pissed because he's you know he says you're supposed to be bringing an offering to the master food basically
1: because
0: mm-hmm. we're almost to the harvest and he needs a strength and you know, yada, yada. And she's like, Oh, you don't understand. We had him. we had food. And then this one showed up and, and she killed Thomas, which we find out Thomas was the name of uh, that seventies vamp. And yes. she killed Thomas and blah, blah, blah. And she's really strong. And he's like, yeah, I don't think so. So just get out of here. Uh, go get the food. Uh, before it gets away, I'll deal with this, quote, little girl. Uh, karate fight ensues again. He says, you're strong. And then he backhands her across Kansas and says, but I'm stronger. And where do we go from yeah. there,
2: James? Uh, this, is, this is intercut with uh, uh, some shots of Willow and Xander and Jesse being – surrounded by vamps including darla um and then we cut back to luke jawbone uh and buffy in the mausoleum um uh, uh, luke is basically monologuing at this point about um the harvest and uh, how the master will rise and wipe out the plague that that is humanity. Yeah, we actually um, have
0: a we actually have a clip of this if you want to hear it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Let's play that clip.
1: And like a plague of boils, the race of man covered the earth. But on the third day of the newest light will come the harvest when the blood of men will flow as wine, when the master will walk among them
0: once more, the earth will belong to the
1: old ones and hell itself. will Come to town.
0: <laughs> so this guy loves hearing his own voice.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, at that point he uh grabs her um and basically uh not even basically he tosses her into uh a crypt uh and seemingly disappears at that point um only to when uh when Buffy is starting to kind of regain her her composure, her wits, and uh, looks to be, you know, ready to, uh, you know, try and get out of the crypt. Um, he jumps in on top of her, uh, ready to kill, ready to go in for the kill. And we get hit with it to be continued.
0: Yeah, and he says, I, I made note. He says once again after this all this spiel, and he jumps in there and he's on top of her. He says once again, Amen. Yep, and I'm like, okay, that's just a weird catch. That's like a weird catch <laughs> thing, you know. And he opens up and he goes in for the bite, and to be continued.
2: Yep, and uh, I have to tell you, uh, even though, even though I knew we were about to get hit with the, the, the to be continued, it's been, it's been a while since I've rewatched um, Buffy and Angel. So when when it popped up, I was sorely, sorely disappointed. Yeah, the gods,
1: <laughs> like,
0: my the the, like the, my the the honest truth is, I did not remember that the first episode ended in it to be continued.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, my heart sank a little bit, and then I remembered that it's not. Nineteen ninety-seven, and I don't actually have to wait another week, right? Exactly <laughs> to watch the next episode if I don't want to, right? So, uh, technology, b- right? But that's that's the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Welcome to the Hellmouth, um, oh, and a damn quite, a good one. Quite a yeah, quite a ride. Well, let's uh, rate this bitch uh, uh, Okay, Once, well, we're uh, we're a one to five scale. One to Um, five
0: scale. One being merely watchable, five being stellar and can't miss.
2: Um, I've got to go. I mean, series premiere. I think series premiere automatically, in my opinion, kind of auto warrants a five. I mean, if you're gonna start a show, if you're gonna start a show, um. I mean, you got to start at the beginning, right? Like, clearly, that's a can't-miss.
0: Wow, James comes out the gate shooting. Yeah. I am going to... I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. That might sound a little harsh, but it's not. Good episode, great episode. Um, Not... it's hard for me to not like. It's impossible for me to put out of my head all the things that are coming up that are going to be. Right. And as good as this right. show is going to get, as some of the episodes, I can't put this one out of five with some of the one, other ones that I consider fives. You know. Right. Because it, you right. know it was the first episode. They're still trying to find their their footing in their place. So, yeah, I'd have to. I'd right. have to go. I have to go three point five.
2: Understandable. Like I said, I'm I'm coming at it from the perspective of uh a fresh fresh watch. You know, you're you're introducing someone to the show or you're you've decided you're gonna want to watch the show, you know. Uh I obviously, you know, in that case, you know, the first episode, you know, that's that's a must watch. So Yeah,
0: yeah. I see what you're saying, absolutely all right so, well that's our episode for this week um want to thank everyone do, for- um, oh, so go ahead
2: no i was going to ask you do you have um i've got a few uh, behind the scenes tidbits a little oh, uh oh, do, maybe
1: share, do share trivia
2: if you will i don't know if you uh if you have anything you'd like to uh to share on that front but um i
0: do not i fail miserably do. and i'm a horrible host <laughs>
2: so I'll rely on you. So um so and you know, again, most people probably are probably gonna know a lot of this stuff. I'm I'm guessing anybody we have listening is already uh a big fan of of this property, but here you go. Um this episode, Welcome to the Hellmouth, is actually based on a unscreened pilot that uh joss Uh, shot.
0: Yeah, I thought we would talk about that, and we totally forgot at the beginning of the episode.
2: (laughs) Um, It didn't feature uh, the master or uh, the gentleman who was stalking Buffy on her way to the bronze.
0: Right, and it had, and it was, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Joss paid for that out of his own pocket, didn't he?
2: Yes. Yeah, I thought Um, so. But the episode did feature uh, Jonathan, who, as fans know, wouldn't make his official debut until season two of the series. Right. Um, and,
0: and it also had one huge glaring difference. A completely different actress playing Willow.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I do not know that actress's name. Do you?
0: I do not. I could not find...
2: no, I I
0: just, I couldn't find anything. I don't know if maybe she was just specifically just a stand in for that, um, for him to shoot that. And she wasn't really an actress. I I don't know.
2: It's a mystery. (laughs) Um, here in the States, uh, the first time this episode was shown, uh, there was a short trailer beforehand. Um, that made reference to past slayers, including uh, uh, Lucy Hanover, who has regularly popped up in um, Buffy-related uh, comics right. and books and spin-off uh, media. Um, it's never been seen anywhere else, and hasn't aired here in the states right. since uh, its original airing. Um, let's see what else Uh, sprung monkey the band uh, that was playing at the bond bronze um, four of their songs were actually featured in this episode uh, in addition to the one they were playing uh, when we were first introduced to the bronze
0: wow see I thought they were such I thought they were so bad that I thought You know, at like the the miming and the lip syncing, I thought, well, this can't possibly be a real band. (laughs) They, um, sorry, uh, maybe they were just uh, sprung monkey. (laughs) Uh,
2: Maybe they were just used to always playing live. Yeah, yeah. When when they were
0: clearly not trained (laughs) actors or anything,
2: right? Um, kind of a series overall trivia. um, Julie Benz. I think we neglected to mention is the actress um, portraying Darla, um, correct? uh, um, Who is also uh, she went on to um, Dexter. She was one of the leads on Dexter. Mm -hmm. Um, She's had significant roles on Nine One One, Lone Star, Hawaii Five O, Defiance. She's done she's done some pretty uh, significant stuff um since uh since this um she originally auditioned for buffy right and uh buffy i'm pretty sure this is common knowledge buffy had auditioned for the role of cordelia yep yep uh so that's a fact um episode episode specific if you'll notice in the scene um where Buffy's looking for Willow in the bronze, she snaps that leg off the stool, uh, to use as a weapon, and the next time we see it, it's become a like regular stake.
0: Yeah, it's just like a perfect steak. Yeah. <laughs> and then and and, and jawbone uh, grabs it and breaks it like the balsal wood that it is.
2: Yes. Yes. That was something I had in my notes from uh the Buffy jawbone bone fight scene. Yeah. Uh was that he snaps the stake like like a twig. Yeah, um, just crushes it in his hand as,
0: like it's made of balsa wood.
2: He, right, you know, a uh, clear show of his his power over over Buffy's. Yeah. Um, the uh, um, exterior shots of Sunnydale High are Terrence or Torrance High School. Um which was also used for Beverly Hills
1: 90210
2: mm-hmm. and uh, and uh she's all that we're also filmed there. Interesting. So that's uh that's all I have for uh for welcome to the hellmouth.
0: Well, alrighty then. Well, let me go back to what I was saying earlier. Um that is our episode for the week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, this went a little long, longer than probably we're going to be on average, but you know, it's our first episode. We're still, we're still, you know, adjusting and trying to figure out how this is going to flow. Um, yeah, but you should absolutely email us at Buffy gmail at com with any questions, comments, anything like that, anything you want to share, we'll read it on. We'll read it on the air. Um, Visit us on Facebook, um, fb.me forward slash Slade Podcast. All one word. Throw us a like. Um, review us on, you know, iTunes or any of the major uh, platforms. Give us a you know five star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> uh,
2: I I would like to throw out there something I I would like to see from from the listeners is um, uh, show us your your Buffy collection, like what do you have? You know, I've, uh, I at one point had an extensive uh, collection of the Buffy and Angel, um, figures put out by, you know, diamond select and, and Mac. Yeah. Um, I've, I've since dwindled it down just to my two favorites of, well, of course being Buffy and Angel themselves. Um, but I, I would, genuinely be interested in seeing, you know, snaps of people's collections, send them, send them over to us, you know, via email or on Facebook. We'll, we'll throw them up on the Facebook page and, and share them with, with other fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anything like that, any, any, in, anything like that would be awesome to see. And it will uh, be shared if, if you're okay with that.
2: Right. Definitely. I, I will be, uh, uh, taking, uh, a couple of snaps of m- my aforementioned favorite figures. Uh, we'll throw them, we'll throw them up there on the, uh, on the old Facebook page and get the kind of, you know, get that going a little bit. Share. Awesome.
0: Can't wait. All right. Well,
2: and again, to, oops sorry. No, I just it- want to say just to reiterate, reiterate, Jeremy, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to, we look forward to uh, a
0: lot more, uh, lot more episodes to share with you guys seven seasons of buffy and five seasons of angel
2: it's a long time
0: yep (laughs) let's do it man all right well uh i've been one of your uh hosts i'm jeremy
2: i am your co-host james and
0: we will see you next time ta-ta
2: take care everyone